Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to this edition. Man, how about uh, the weekend SMU had beating TCU 41-38 for the first time since 2011, taking the Iron Skillet back to Dallas. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, We are also going to talk about uh, the news of SMU hiring Yafet King uh, as its new assistant basketball coach later on in the podcast and kind of the impact that he'll bring to the table. And then uh, quickly touch on uh, some recruiting tidbits uh, that we picked up over the weekend. So, look, I think, first of all, um, what, a, what a win uh, for SMU, obviously, over TCU. The the thing that stood out to me the most as was what we've seen from SMU um, over the entire course of the, the year. They were ready to play right away. Um, I mean, from racing out to a 15 nothing lead, um, and and it, I would say, the game you were waiting for certain points at certain points of the game for TCU to to kind of seize control or take a lead back or well not take a lead back they never had it, but to take the lead or uh, something catastrophic obviously to happen uh, to SMU because that's kind of how uh, that that series has gone, but it never happened and. I felt like the biggest key was coming out aggressive offensively. I think that that um, the players really embraced that a little bit more. So instead of saying, okay, we're going to kind of hang in there, we're going to run the football, we're going to be conservative, what do they do? They come out and they throw the, the trick play to Kylan Granson to get them down, uh, to set them up for the Shane Bouchelle touchdown run, which, by the way, I, I love that Shane was a little bit um, – you know, more aggressive running the football this game. They used him on the draw there to score. And I think that's something that teams are going to have to respect going forward. Shane Bouchelle moves around pretty well. And then for for them to to do that two-point conversion, kind of bet, betting on themselves early in a way to say, okay, Cayman Freeman, we trust you to kind of get this one in on this trick play. And we're going to kind of give ourselves a cushion because we're probably going to miss a, a point after later on in the game. And sure enough, later on in the game, they missed a point after. And that was key because late in the game, TCU, you know, obviously down a field goal, um, and and they couldn't, you know, really do anything um, at that point um, other than kind of go for the win because of how far out they were. Uh, as well, so just kind of little things like that that they were thinking ahead or staying aggressive, staying on the move. And shout out to Kevin Kane and the defense. I mean, look, TCU had started true freshman quarterback Max Duggan. He was terrible in the first half. He was rather good, decent in the second half. But I thought they just had everything dialed up. I thought it was a game that they said, okay, we're going to come after this kid and and just kind of wreck his day. And that's exactly what happened. And now his 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 line ended up being, you know, 16 of 36, 188 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. But he had a couple fumbles um that were critical. And um and then at the end of the at the end of the game, SMU 
just bet on themselves and said, okay, we're going to double Jalen Rager. We're going to, you know, sell out, we're going to engage eight or whatever. It was, I, I think they brought six, seven. Um, but, you know, you bring your best player off the edge, Pat Nelson, he gets right in his grill, and then uh, he can't get the ball over to, um, over to, um, uh, whoever he was throwing it to and, and the game's over. So uh, now in, in the middle portions of the game, I, I give, I give a ton of credit to the defense. They were just excellent. I mean, the amount of pressure that they created, um, at various points of the game was just huge. I mean, look, TCU goes, goes for it on, on fourth down, um, in, in the second half and, and had the ball down there near near the uh, you know SMU SMU uh, red zone and and doesn't get points and and could have tied it or could have made it. Look, if Gary Patterson kicks a field goal there later on in the game, he you're he's kind of probably playing with some house money. He's you know taking a shot at kicking a game winning field goal because if not, they go to overtime. Um, so it, I thought Gary Patterson made some decisions he probably wants back. I thought it was interesting that he kind of threw his coordinator under the bus but um reggie Ro- uh, roberson uh just an incredible game from him uh four catches 122 yards made big plays when it mattered most kylan granson same thing some of the throws that shane Bouchel had to those two guys i mean just unbelievable i mean they really were uh darts and and you the one down the sideline to uh to roberson to to um set up i believe uh smu's field goal um to smu's field goal yeah uh, to set up smu's uh field goal from russell roberts late in the game that was as pretty as it got i mean and the thing about robertson is such a game changer he runs right under that ball i was kind of watching it and i i was like oh that that was overthrown i don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna work out and and Boom! There, there he comes, just like a flash. I mean, he he's just unbelievable. James Prochet with a critical touchdown catch. Xavier Jones with a with a great grab in the end zone. Uh, I thought all of the, um, I thought the the SMU um, running backs played very well. I, I don't think it necessarily showed up a ton, but they stayed with the run. I mean, look at this. They ran the ball twenty. They ran the ball. 34 times with the running backs um and they ended up getting about they rushed for over 100 yards but that commitment that commitment to the run i thought was so critical um and sunny dykes talked about that last week uh in the texas state game where they said look a lot of a lot of people are just you you, you get away from the run well i didn't want us to get away from the run i we just i just wanted us to keep uh, kind of trudging away, trudging away, and then eventually you start breaking them, and it's true. And and they did that. And Xavier Jones had a couple long long runs, um, and especially late again, late in that game, Xavier Jones kind of broke through for for some of those runs. Uh, SMU's last touchdown drive, especially Xavier Jones would run for eight. You know, uh, uh, Shane Bouchel ran for sixteen. Uh, Xavier Jones ran for twenty three. I mean, those those, and that was in the that was in the uh, was in the second quarter so the game had kind of uh gone along um no that was in the fourth um the game had kind of gone along and and you know people you know tcu's just having 
zero success kind of stopping them. Um, so I, I just thought it was just a well-executed game plan. The players looked really confident in what they were doing. They just felt like they were better than them. And I don't think you can sit here and say that SMU wasn't the better team. And I just, I mean, TCU, they had a couple big plays had the and the 14-point swing on um, Shane Bouchelle's interception where Bo Morris's helmet gets ripped off and then Darius Anderson scores from 77 yards out right after that. I mean, theoretically, I mean, this game should have been a, you know, a double-digit win for SMU. And, you know, you, uh, you've just got to play through things like that on the, on the, um, on the uh, missed call there. And I, I don't know how they missed it, but they missed it. Um, so you got to play through things like that. But that was one of those moments, again, that I thought, okay, all right, is this going to be the moment where SMU ends up, you know, not being able to, not being able to match it. And, and, uh, you know, sure enough, they ended up, um, you know, being able to, uh, um, being able to just, you know, get the job done. It was, um, just a really impressive win for SMU and, um, now get into conference play. You got to reset. The biggest thing is resetting uh, for this three o'clock Saturday matchup against USF on the road. And Sonny Dykes had something interesting to say on Monday night, how he's, how he said he likes that SMU's becoming a road team now and they're embracing kind of being together on the road um, and hanging out um, together because it, it's kind of, I always take this, this um uh this kind of thought i mean you go into someone's hometown and you ruin their weekend and and look that's what um that's what smu did against tcu and i think that's kind of the attitude they take uh going into any away game and and um so um you know i i just i was just blown away by how um confident they were how aggressive they were and they stayed aggressive they stayed on the on the run and and all that and um talking with some people before this game SMU didn't have a great read on how this game was going to go um they they didn't they knew they'd see Max Duggan but they didn't know how much they were going to run him and Alex Delton back and forth um they didn't really know how TCU was going to play SMU's offense. Um, there was just a lot of question marks on their side of things. So they were just, they said, you know what? We're just going to go out and play our game. We're going to stay aggressive and we're going to see where the chips fall. And I think that's, I think that's a really, um, uh, you know, kind of the epitome of what Sonny Dykes, um, has built at SMU is guys just going out and doing their jobs. And he talks about it um, in the grand scheme of things with how they approach a season with, with players and, and, and not getting caught up in the results. Now, this is the biggest test against USF is, is being able to, to kind of, all right, shut things down in terms of, um, you know, being the man on campus, being a big deal for beating TCU and just going out and doing your job. And Sonny talks about how 
when you look up at the end of the season, you just want to, you know, have played your tail off, done your job as best you can, nailed your assignments. And if everybody does that and, and all those things happen, you're going to be a really good football team. And that's what's going on right now. That That is actually what they're doing. And so it's um, it's a credit to Sonny Dykes, Kevin Kane, Rhett Lashley, the entire coaching staff, Kaz Kazadi, because the culture has clearly taken over. It results in a 41-38 win over TCU and and a convincing one. If if anyone watched that game, they're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, SMU got by on a fluke or this or that. Well, you know, TCU was in it because of a fluke and, and a missed call in a, in a way. And it, it just was really, really impressive. Um and and we'll see kind of how they go from here because they've got to they can't let, have a letdown this week. They've got to get refocused. Um, USF is talented enough to beat them, even though they've certainly struggled um, at times um, in, in terms of um, you know just having a rough start to the year for USF. But they have the talent, um, and and they're ticked off. I mean, it's just they've had a rough rough go to start this year. Uh, they've had a rough end of last year, um, so SME has to come in and be be ready to go. They're they're eight point favorites is is what the line opened at uh, with Las Vegas, so they've got to deal with being, uh, I would say, heavily favored. I mean, uh, I think what people say is being at home is worth three points. So really, I mean, they're they're almost viewed as double digit favorites at USF. So um, if it was on a neutral side, at least. So look. Um, They've got to get everything together, get ready to go. Charlie Strong facing Shane Bouchelle, his former quarterback at Texas, who he had recruited. Um, I don't think that's going to be that that big of a storyline. They're both very different people from where they were um, when Charlie recruited uh, Shane to Texas and had him as his quarterback when he faced Sonny Dykes at Cal. Uh, But nevertheless... It's a big game for SMU. They've got it. If I, I feel like if they can win this one, then you're on to Tulsa, who's been playing some decent football, but I think still you 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 know you're not really I would say overly concerned with Tulsa, um, and and then from there I mean you you kind of see where everything goes, but they've got to get by USF. If they can do that, they can kind of get into the routine of the conference play, knowing that it's a tough game week to week, and then seeing where things go because. Um, unbeaten is on the table. Conference championship is on the table. Um, and that's not because of the win over TCU. Uh, I've been saying that back in you know the summer um, and even the spring um, when they got Shane Bouchel. I said, this is, this is a team that feels like they were a quarterback away. They were a quarterback away last year. Um, and now everything that they've worked for is in front of them. It's there for the taking. Um, but they got to they got to finish. I mean, the the best example is right in front of them this year or uh, this week again uh, at USF. A great start for USF last year, nationally ranked and just absolutely tanked down the stretch. So it's going to be the best. Uh, it's going to be the toughest test for them to um, circle the wagons, refocus, relock in, and uh, not let all the uh, eggs and and bacon they've been eating out of the skillet. Uh, go to their head. So um, with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break and come back on the other side of things, talk a little bit about Yafet King, the new assistant coach for SMU basketball, also touch on some recruiting tidbits. We'll be right back on the Pony Stampede podcast right after this. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. And a quick reminder 
to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button to to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, tell your friends about us. Before I get into the recruiting tidbits um, in terms of kind of uh, a couple who were on campus uh, over the weekend, I do want to touch on SMU announcing Yafet King as the new assistant basketball coach, replacing Sean Forrest. Uh, here's a skinny on Yafet King. Really, really impressive guy. I mean, uh, I've spent some time around him. He is, um, he, there's very few guys that, that are as good of guys as Yafet King in the industry. I mean, just really enjoy um, him as a person, first of all. And, and now SMU gets somebody that knows Texas, uh, has ties to Texas, has coached in the junior college ranks, and has been a, a part of a successful program uh, at, at Louisiana Tech. Um, for King, I think he fits really well into what Tim Jankovic was looking for. I think he's more of a long-term hire that'll fit in on this staff. He's not somebody that is going to uh, be somebody that is here for two years because he can deliver a couple kids that he has, uh, you know, really, really good ties to, if that makes sense. He's he's kind of a long-term play by Tim Jankovic, um, who is betting on himself uh, this year and, uh, you know, next, if he gets it, to to kind of return this thing to where um, it was and, and where it's been. And um, so uh, Yafet King was somebody that, for us on PonyStampede.com, when we rolled out our list of candidates uh, to replace Sean Forrest for our subscribers, we had Yafet on the list. Um, he was a, a very natural backup um, to Corey Barker, the former TCU assistant. And we've reported on our site that, look, it was Barker's job to lose and things happen. He doesn't end up at, at SMU. And, um, but believe me, Corey Barker was the pick. Um, and, but, but with everything going on with him, it ends up being Yafet King. Um, King is, is somebody that I think will kind of settle things down. Uh, in the Dallas area, and and maybe they'll have a little bit more of a um, consistent um, approach to it. I think rather than kind of a little willy nilly where it got under Sean Forrest, and and look, I think part of that, and we've gone on ad nauseum about kind of Tim Jankovic and some of the recruiting you know flubs he's had, um, but you can also point to some of them you know with Sean as well. Um, but I think Yafet is going to be able to. Uh, it, I think he, he and Tim are going to be on the same page a little bit more. Which, whether that's going to end up helping SMU or not, we'll we'll just have to see. But um, Yafet's really sharp. He's got good connections in the Dallas area. Um, he's not a, somebody that's considered a sniper on the recruiting trail, where he's going to go out and if you need him to get this player, he's going to figure out a way to get that player. Um, but he's he's got like I said good relationships, real solid assistant, um, veteran guy, been through it all. Um, so I like the hire. Um, I, I'm interested to see kind of where he begins and what he starts to get going on on the recruiting trail. Um, SMU doesn't have a 2020 slot um, available yet. I think well, I think by the end of next year, I mean there's very little chance the entire roster remains intact. They'll find they'll have to figure out somebody to get late and his junior college ties will help with that if they need it 
um, or um, you know maybe by then he's he's kept somebody warm enough um, on the recruiting trail that they can that they can go and get in the late late signing period um, where really SMU outside of Charles Smith hasn't had a ton of success with um, in terms of the high school ranks so um, look great uh, I, I thought it was a good good hire no, it's nothing earth shattering just Yafet Yafet King has a lot of respect around around Texas, um, but he's just it's not a blow you away hire by any means. Um, so we'll see how it goes with him. But uh, great guy, awesome person. Um, so that's a good thing. He'll fit in well. Um, and then look, guys, we'll uh, I know there's no answer on waivers for them just yet, but we'll kind of see how things go with those. And um, before you know it, uh, the season will be here, and so I'm sure the uh, complaining will begin. Um, more and more as we get closer. Um, but yeah, Yafet King, uh, SMU's new assistant. Flipping back over to the football side of things, when you win at TCU over a top 25 Horned Frog teams, it definitely helps. And uh, was talking with a lot of recruits over the weekend, and they were just blown away about how, how much better they were, um, how much uh, just they were able to just kind of take care of business. I mean, one of them said, look, they're, they're the only undefeated team in Texas. They're, uh, they're legit. And, um, so that you just, it, you're starting to see kind of the message and the branding and all the things that SMU has been doing on social media, as well as their recruiting pitches kind of take hold on some of these guys and, and kind of set them up for, um, you know, success. And, um, the biggest thing was they had a, a few of their key top 2021 targets on campus. If you want the names, you can go to PonyStampede.com uh, to get those. Um, and we'll actually be running a full a couple full stories as, as guys react to their time on campus um, and, and kind of how it was you know, after that and, and what uh, the win over TCU means. But in terms of some of the other players that were on campus um, and reacted, um, look, I, I think all the commits were really excited. I mean, it, it's just um, you can tell that um, their their thinking is okay. I jumped on board. Want to see how things go, and they've just been really, really impressed. Um, I mean, talking with talking with guys like like uh, Carl Taylor, he just said, you know, he was in the building for it, and and he just said it was so much fun and. Um, you know, he can't wait to get on the field. So a lot of these guys are really, really locked in to their commitments because, uh, in part, because of how they're playing and um, and they're recognizing it's real. It's it's uh, impressive the the way they're doing it, um, and and the winning is helping. And just from talking with recruits, the winning is really, really helping. It's keeping SMU um, in it for a lot of these players that they really, really need. Like Jacorian Bennett, the junior college defensive back, he watched the entire game. He said, defense was great. They were getting after it. He really loved it. Um, Latrell Bankston, their new defensive line offer out of the junior college ranks. Same story. He watched the whole thing. He loved it. Um, Aaron Dumas, somebody that they've had on the field or on the on campus for visits um, really, really consistently. Um, they have, he was really, really impressed. So, Look, I, I think uh, we'll continue to get into kind of recruits reacting all week, and, and certainly um, you'll hear from those visitors on PonyStampede.com. Uh, so check us out. We've actually had, 
I mean, it's crazy what winning does. People subscribing left and right, honestly. Um, we've had about 15, which is really, really big for us in terms of a week, uh, new subscribers. So thank you all to uh, those who subscribe. Thank you to, to those who um, referred us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, for SMU, we'll see if it keeps going. But it, it, it looks pretty good for them right now. Um, 4-0, leaving non-conference play. Uh, just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. And um, we'll be tracking it all on PonyStampede.com. We'll be dropping more podcasts throughout the week. So stay tuned to that. And uh, look, with that, we're going to let you get on to your week, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Again, hit that uh, subscribe button. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review on the Pony Stampede podcast. And keep it locked to PonyStampede.com as we uh, continue to um, kind of relive SMU's win over TCU and now look ahead to USF uh, this weekend at three o'clock on ESPNU uh, down in my hometown of Tampa. So with that, guys, hope you have a great week and thanks for listening.